Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Cassandra, from Let's Talk Medical Assistant with podcast episode number five today. Today's topic is what I feel an important topic and a much needed topic. Um, Today, we're going to talk about healthcare burnout and some self-care tips. Working in healthcare, no matter the capacity at this point, can be exhausting and can lead to burnout. Working during a pandemic with so much uncertainty, staffing shortage crisis, demanding managers and supervisors, demanding providers, demanding patients, working long hours, family life, and etc. all can lead to burnout. Not to mention the pressure to hustle and not rest and just chase the bat. You sleep when you're dead and other sayings that we are bombarded with. So I'm going to start with the definition of burnout. Webster's Merriam's definition of burnout says, for the noun version of the word, exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. The verb version says, to cause to fail, wear out, or become exhausted, especially from overwork or overuse. Sorry. To me, both definitions sounds like a place that I don't want to ever end up at, but I'm sure others, and I have personally as well, have been here and are currently headed here or we're right here right now. So in this episode, I want to talk about some warnings regarding burnout or are we already operating in burnout and not even knowing it? And some tips to help us deal with burnout and to get to a better place. Before we move forward, I just need to note that I am a Christian and I wholeheartedly believe in the power of prayer. Now, I'm not here to try to push my religious beliefs on anyone. And I'm not saying that in order for you to support me, oh, you have to be a Christian. I'm just putting that out there because I'm not ashamed to share how my spiritual practices have helped me. And I'm going to share this information because it may help someone else. So let's begin with the five stages of burnout. The first stage is the honeymoon phase. So in this stage, you have high job satisfaction, you're committed, you're energetic, and you're creative. So your creative juices are flowing. You're like, yes, I'm your girl or I'm your guy for this job. I got this. You're always stepping up to do everything, even if nobody else does. You're there on time. You're there early. You're staying late. You're picking up extra tasks. Um, That's the honeymoon phase. Stage two is onset of stress. Optimism is starting to wane. Common stress symptoms are beginning to affect you physically, mentally, and emotionally. So at this stage, you may start to notice some days are more difficult than others. You might feel like, oh, I don't feel like going in here today. Or so-and-so is getting on my nerves. Or I hope we don't get another email. Or whatever the case may be. Things are changing. You're going from that, oh, I'm your girl or I'm your guy to, hmm let so-and-so over there do this next task. I'm getting a little fed up. Some common stress symptoms at this point that you may be experiencing are anxiety, avoidance of decision-making, change in your appetite or diet, fatigue, high blood pressure, forgetfulness, headaches, heart palpitations, grinding your teeth at night, 
inability to focus, irritability, lack of sleep, and a few other symptoms. Stage three is chronic stress. A marked change in your stress levels, more intense and more frequent symptoms of stress. So that first list at the um, stage two, the onset of stress, it is those same symptoms, but then even more symptoms. And they're happening more frequently as well. And then stage four is burnout. You have officially reached burnout. So at the burnout stage, continuing as normal is often not possible in this state as it becomes increasingly difficult to cope. When you get here, and you may not even realize that you're here, you're at the point where everything just irritates you. You hate your job, you hate your coworkers, you hate your manager, you don't wanna go to work. You're calling out often, you're looking for ways to get out of working. You're at burnout. And then stage five, which is really a serious stage, is habitual burnout. And at this stage, you have significant ongoing mental, physical, or emotional problems. The symptoms of burnout are so embedded in your life that you are likely to experience a significant ongoing mental, physical, or emotional problem, as opposed to occasionally experiencing stress or burnout. So at this stage, it's just constant. You're constantly irritated. You're constantly angry. You're constantly resentful. You're constantly just upset, not feeling good mentally, physically, emotionally, you're angry, you're lashing out at people. At this point, it's not good for you and it's not good for anybody else that's around you. So I'm just going to recap those stages. The first stage was the honeymoon phase. The second stage is the onset of stress. The third stage is chronic stress. The fourth stage is burnout and the fifth stage is habitual burnout. So if you found yourself in any of these stages, just know that you can get back to a healthy work life and get out of the funk of burnout. So here are some tips to recover from burnout. I don't want you to think that this is a quick and easy process. We all know that anything worthwhile does not come easy and work must be done. The recovery period is gonna take some time, but but think about what happens at the end of the journey and how much better you will feel. You getting to the burnout stage didn't happen overnight. It took some time for you to get there. And it's the same thing for your recovery journey. It's gonna take some time for you to get there as well. And you have to put in the work, but it's gonna be so much worth it. So the first point I wanna make is think about the why or how did I get here? In order to move forward, you must get to the root cause. First, look at any resentment that you feel towards your work. Often, feelings of resentment point to something important that is missing. Take time to think about any negative feelings that you have about your role. Sometimes the root cause may not be obvious. And for me, prayer always helps me to reveal what is really going on. And if you don't pray, you can always do like a pros and cons list maybe and that might help you see oh okay didn't even think about it this is going on these are some some points and maybe this is how I got here also just just free writing out some different things that are going on may help you as well 
My second point is focus on the basics. Sometimes our bodies need attention. Are we getting enough sleep? Are we eating enough? Making healthy food choices? Are we drinking enough water? Are we over consuming alcohol? Are we making time to exercise? Are we taking care of our mental health? What are we listening to and watching? Are we meditating, praying, journaling? Are we making time for ourselves? Those things don't seem like they should make a significant difference, but they definitely do. And I threw in there about um, what are we listening to and watching because for me, like I am a crime junkie, true crime junkie, right? So I like to watch ID Network and I listen to Morbid and and, and Crime Junkie and, and a bunch of different podcasts about true crime events that happen. But if I take listen to that so much, it's like in my my psyche and it's dark and I might find myself in a really weird mood and not know why and I have to to get that out and start listening to something more positive or watching something more positive because what we take in what we listen to what we're seeing that stuff stays in our bodies it's in our heart it's in our mind and while you're only watching or listening we don't realize the significant impact that the things that we listen to and watch have on us. I like rap music. I'm going to be honest. Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I listen to gospel music, but I also listen to some trap music as well. I love Rick Ross. I love T.I. Okay, but I can't be listening to I'm trapping keys out the port of Miami and think that I'm going to have like this really positive, happy deck because <laughs> that's not how that works. If I'm listening to trapping and shooting and all this stuff all the time, my mindset's going to be different. My attitude's going to be different. It's not going to be as positive. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you find yourself just, you know, you're listening to and watching stuff that may not be as positive, that could be some of what's going on with you as well. My third point, take a vacation or leave of absence. So I know we've all seen the TikTok of the lady talking about PTO, prepare the others because I'm not coming and had a good laugh. If you didn't, I know I did. I shared it, thought it was funny, hilarious, whatever. But it's true. We get PTO, paid time off for a reason and we should use it. I had a coworker who literally has like 300 PTO hours and never takes a day off from work. And they are not the nicest person to work with and be around. I bet if they really took a few days off from work with all those hours they got, they could probably take a month off from work and they would come back much more pleasant and relaxed. And it might be a better work environment dealing with them, but they just never use their PTO. They're always at work and grumpy. I personally use my PTO. I intentionally schedule mental health days as well throughout the year. On those days, I don't go anywhere special and I may not do anything at all, but literally pop some popcorn and binge my favorite show or read a book or just get the music going and light my candles and chill. I do that because I know that I need time away from work. 
I cannot work every day, 365 days of the year. I'm not going to go to work every day and expect that I'm going to just be so happy and pleasant. I need time away from work. I need time for myself mentally and physically. So I use my PTO time and I take what I call mental health days as well as my regular vacation days where I have things planned, go away, spend time with my family, do things like that. But I do my mental health days. Also, most jobs offer um, a leave of absence. And sometimes you might need that. A few days off is not enough you mentally may need to take a leave of absence because it's gotten that bad and it's okay. Your manager would understand or should understand and if your coworkers don't understand, it's not your issue to be concerned with. You have to put your mental health first. During a leave of absence, you can also seek some mental health treatment to get you back to a healthy mental health and learn new skills to help you cope in the future for when you return back to work. And it's okay to take a leave of absence. That's why it's there. Jobs know that things have changed over the years. We have more duties now than maybe 20 years ago. When I became a medical assistant, you room the patient, um, you gave some shots, <laughs> The doctor did the discharging or whatever, and that was pretty much it. It's a lot different now. Um, we're doing a lot more things. And so jobs understand that sometimes, you know, people, things happen, life happens. People get overwhelmed with things. And so you may need to take a leave of absence. If your job offers the leave of absence option and you feel as though you've gotten to that point where you may need three weeks off from work, four weeks off from work to get yourself together, utilize it. My fourth point is reassess your goals. Take time to reassess your personal goals. If you don't have personal goals, I suggest that's one of the things that you get um, to working on right away. Write down your personal goals. What do you want to do? What do you aspire to do? What would you like to happen? Write it down. Burnout can occur when your work is out of alignment with your values or when it's not contributing to your long-term goals. You can also experience frustration and burnout if you have no idea what your goals are. So identify some values and think about what gives you meaning in your work. Craft a personal mission statement based on what you find. Think about how you can tie your current work into your mission statement. There's some tools online um, that can help you make a mission statement if you don't know where to start at with a mission statement. Um, MindTools.com, they have a... Um, they have a link embedded in their page where they can help you craft a mission statement. But if you just Google personal mission statement, there should be a bunch of different tools that pop up to help you make a personal mission statement. And then my fifth point is say no politely. I know it sounds uh, easier said than done for some people, but if it's not your direct job, you're at work and so-and-so's coming to you like, hey, uh, I need you to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If it's not your job anyway, you're not supposed to be doing it, say no. Just politely decline. I can't. And you don't even have to really give an explanation unless you want to. 
If you have not completed your own task, you definitely need to say no. If you know you should not take on anything else because your plate is full, say no. If you feel like whenever a new task arrives and no one else seems to step up and you usually are the first to volunteer, stop. You guys can't see my screen, but I typed that in capital letters, S-C-O-P. Do not volunteer. I know some of us feel like, but if I don't do it, it won't get done. But you know what? You're not the only person there. It should be a team effort. You shouldn't be volunteering all the time to do everything. If you don't step up and someone else doesn't step up, then the manager will just simply assign it to someone. And preferably or hopefully it won't be you since you have a history of always stepping up and doing everything. While on your recovery from burnout, you can certainly, and I encourage you to have a conversation with your manager and let them know that you need to decline your commitments at this time until you no longer feel burnout. That way they won't think that like, oh, she's acting weird, he's acting weird, maybe they're gonna quit. Have a, have a conversation with your with your manager. They may be able to help you. Sometimes you might need someone to hold you accountable because everybody knows you're the one that says, yes, I'll do it. Stop being the martyr at work. It does not help you mentally when you're always saying yes. And then you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to get all this stuff done all the time. It's not okay. You don't feel good when you when you function like that. It is okay to say no. It's not going to affect your job performance because if you're doing all these things anyway, it sounds like you are already a good employee. And if not, and you're doing it because you're trying to be a good employee, I suggest you um, look at some other tips like time management, um, how to manage your tasks that need to be done, how to do a to-do list and prioritize what's important. Um, But doing all of these things and taking on all of the work doesn't help anybody but your lazy coworkers that are not doing it because you're doing everything. And at the end of the day, you feel burnt out and they're just lollygagging on through the office as if nothing's going on without a care or concern about how you feel. So politely say no. My sixth point is practice positive thinking. So burnout can lead to negative thinking, which can get worse over time. And it can be super challenging to go from negative thinking to thinking positively, but it is a must if you wanna recover. You could try positive affirmations throughout your day to help replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts. For me, I also focus on a scripture that helps me change my thoughts from negative to positive. So sometimes I'll write a scripture down on a sticky or like an index card and carry it with me everywhere I go. And when I feel like things are starting to take a turn towards negativity, I'll pull it out and and meditate on it a little bit or focus on it and try to get my mindset back to um, a positive one. Sometimes I even tape it at like the bottom of my computer monitor at work so that my eyes can always be on it. Um, Just because I, I just... I know that throughout the day, sometimes it's hard to to maintain a positive attitude all day. Things happen, things come up. So I try to have something to kind of help me get back focused to where I was at. Um, listening to uplifting, motivating, positive podcasts on your ride to work, during your lunch, and on your ride home can also help. 
Like lots of times when we listen to messages about positivity, it can change our whole mood for the day. It's like the atmosphere in our environment. If you work with negative people, you can be the person who comes in with a positive attitude and you can literally change the mood in the room. Those folks are either going to get on board and change their attitudes and become positive like you because being positive can be contagious, just like being negative can be contagious. Or they're going to just be quiet and maybe even try to avoid you because, oh, she's too positive for me, or he's always talking about being nice or being positive. And so what? That's okay. At least their negativity is not right there in your space. You can also bring positivity to your day by doing random acts of kindness. Like, I know I said, uh, say no, and I don't mean doing acts, random acts of kindness by like doing your coworkers work for them. But um, just doing something extra for a patient. Like you might work in pediatrics and this kid was super scared. So you made sure that you gave them like 20 stickers and two lollipops after they got through their visit just because they got through the visit versus the one sticker and one lollipop. Um, Things like that. Maybe, you know, your lunchtime, you guys are grabbing some coffees at the little work cafe and maybe you pay for your, you know, your co-workers coffee. They've been, they've been extra helpful to you anyway and they're like your favorite person. Stuff like that is um, a random act of kindness. Also, at the end of your day, reflect over your day and think about what happened that you were grateful for. Keep a grateful journal or a grateful jar. Sometimes we think that, you know, things are always going bad or there's always something going on. Not realizing that if you actually stop and take the time to think about everything that happened, um, all the good things, no matter how small they are, you actually have reasons or plenty of reasons to be grateful. Sometimes you might have to write it down to realize, oh, wow, I didn't even realize all of these, these things happened. Um, And a grateful jar, you can literally write down on a small piece of paper, you know, this thing happened and put it in a jar. And on a day that you're having a really bad day or maybe at the end of the year or the end of the month or whatever, pull those things out of your grateful jar and reflect over them. Just, Just how great things actually have been or that there have been good things that have happened that you can be grateful about. So let's recap. My first point was think about the why of burnout. My second point was focus on the basics. My third was take a vacation or leave of absence. My fourth, reassess your goals. My fifth point was say no politely. And the sixth point was to practice positive thinking. I really hope that this episode can help someone who feels burnt out at work. We are so important to the healthcare field but we cannot help our providers and patients if we are not operating in a healthy manner. We must take care of ourselves. Mind tools, mindful meditations, calm, and a variety of podcasts and apps are available to help, so please take advantage. If you feel like you have reached crisis level, please reach out for help at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. 
And please don't be embarrassed to seek mental health treatment or ask for help. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Just like we would seek care when we don't feel good physically, we should also not hesitate to seek help for our mental health. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate all your support. Please continue to share and listen to the podcast. And if anyone wants to be um, interviewed on the podcast, definitely hit me up on my Instagram at Let's Talk Medical Assisting on my Instagram, or you can shoot me an email at Let's Talk Medical Assisting at Outlook.com. Until then, everyone, stay blessed, stay up, and I'll talk to you next week.